my fellow patriots and welcome to the squad talk podcast helping you get along in a crazy world today it is wednesday may 18th and this is episode three we're going to be talking about prepping for another pandemic like covid or a similar situation and i just want to make it clear i will not be going into detail about covid or discussing if it is or isn't a real threat or danger i'm only going to discuss how to prepare for something like it and the things i think it is important to start doing today so you are not blindsided in the future like many of us were when covid 19 first hit let me start by saying this is really just my plan or my ideas you are grown and free to think and do as you wish so don't take this as you have to do these things otherwise you're not completely prepared and you're gonna suffer and you're gonna no this is just what i think is important and this is what i feel as though has been most beneficial for me personally through throughout my own experiences with it this is what i think has been the most effective and the most important thing to do as far as my own prepping for myself and my family goes. So why I think it is important to prep? Well, to put it quite simple, it is better to prepare for the worst and hope for the best than to just sit there and say everything will work out. If you plan for everything to go wrong, then inevitably nothing can go wrong because everything is going to or everything is going according to plan. So if, if I plan that all four tires are going to fly off of my truck tomorrow on my way to work, if I plan that after that I'm then going to run out of fuel, and after that I'm going to break my ankle, so instead tomorrow. I take my motorcycle to work and I wear my new boots instead of my old worn out boots and I make sure that the motorcycle is full of gas. Now I have circumvented everything that I planned for going wrong, but let's say all those things go wrong with the motorcycle. Well, in which case I have a plan for somebody to come and pick me up and get me to work or to the hospital if I do break my ankle. And then if I do break my ankle, well, I've got money set aside in the bank and I have insurance, so I'm prepared for the hospital bills and the time out of work. It's kind of like that, and I know that's a very crude, ridiculous example, but I feel that kind of gets the point across. If you're expecting everything to go wrong, nothing really can go wrong. So for me, that's why I think it's important to prepare for the worst case scenario, but hope for the best. Now, some of you may be thinking I am talking about something uh, that you would see on Doomsday Preppers when I say it is important to prep. And don't get me wrong. I think it's a great thing to have 20 years of food and a nice bunker to survive some horrible disaster in. But that is that is not what I think of when talking about prepping. I think prepping is much more real world. And the fact of the matter is that it's a very low odd or it's very low odds, sorry, that you will or you or I will ever be in a position where the world has fallen apart to the level of which you need that. Like I said, don't get me wrong. It's fun to think about. It's fun to strategize and be like, well, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? And so on and so forth. And while it's fun that doesn't necessarily mean that it's what we actually need to do 
So just keep that in mind and everything should be okay. But anyways, moving forward. Um, the most important thing in my opinion when it comes to prepping is going to be financial. So when I say that, I mean you need to make sure that you are in a position or working to get to a position where you have at least one year of your living expenses in the bank or stashed away somewhere. So, and that that's for the reason of, let's say, something like COVID happens again, right? They shut the world down and you're not able to go to work. Or let's say something happens and you break an ankle and now you're out of work for six months, right? It puts you in a position where if for some reason you can't get up, go to work and make a living, provide for yourself, provide for your family, it puts you in a position where you don't have to worry. It puts you in a position where everything is going to be okay. You have what you need set aside for this moment. Or let's say it's something smaller than that, or like your your truck breaks down or the water heater goes out, right? Now, granted, those aren't super expensive things normally. I mean, the truck breaking down is probably going to be $1,500 tops, but it can run upwards of five grand. The water heater, that's going to be in the neighborhood of $800 to if it's just a part that needs to be replaced or, you know, maybe about five grand, kind of depending on what you've got to get done. So if you've got, you know, a year of your living expenses stashed away somewhere, if that happens, you don't even flinch at it. You just take care of it. And it's important to note that even once you do have your your year saved up, don't stop setting back. Don't stop setting a portion of your income aside. You don't have to set the same amount you started with if you don't want to at that point because you now have your cushion. But it is very important that you continue to grow that cushion because the only thing that's going to do is benefit you more, right? If you have a year's worth of living expenses, you're good for a year. If you have five years worth of living expenses, you're good for five years. And while most of the time it's unlikely you'll go more than six months without a job if you are a working person, there is a possibility that it may take you a year to find employment, at which point, well, now your one-year cushion is depleted and you're right back where you started but now with our current economy, inflation so much higher, so things cost so much more, so it's a lot harder now and takes even more time for you to get built back up to where you were. If you have five years, on the other hand, though, yeah, it took a little dip, but not enough of one for you to sit there and sweat about it. So you're not worried anymore. You just have it all set up on auto draft or set it up where it's automatic. You get paid on Friday at 8 a.m. and on Friday at 9 a.m. the money that you set into that account is transferred over so you never see it you never think about it you just forget that it's there but when you need it you remember oh hey I, I planned for this and, and it gives you in my opinion okay so for me it gives me this sense of comfort the sense of safety but also a sense of happiness. And that's because, you know, I have been in a position where I was living paycheck to paycheck. Me and 
my wife, we were still dating at the time. We weren't married yet. We, we were living paycheck to paycheck and I lost my job. We're living together. We're planning for a wedding. We have all these big goals and dreams, all these things we want to go do, but neither one of us were making great money. I was making better money out of the two of us, but neither one of us were making great money and money was tight. I mean, that's just how it is for young adults starting out. When you're first starting out, things are tight. It takes you time to build to a place where you are financially independent and secure. And I remember sitting there on the edge of the bed one morning, I was getting up, getting my boots on, about to go put in job applications and try to find work. And I remember I was sitting there and I just felt horrible. I, I had this sense of worthlessness just wash over me. And I was finding it very difficult to get out of bed. I was finding it very difficult to engage with people. I was finding it very difficult to do anything because I lost my sense of safety and I lost my sense of value in my own mind. And I had to think about, okay, okay, how can I do this different? What do I need to change in the future? And I sat down on the couch next to my wife and we were talking and we came up with a plan. Thankfully, I was only out of work for about three weeks. We were able to bounce back very quickly. But in that moment, I remember that fear. And then I remember wanting to never experience that again. That is why, in my opinion, the most important prep that you can put together, the most important thing you can do when you are trying to devise a plan to protect your family in the worst case scenario is make sure that financially you and your family are taken care of at least for a small portion of time to give you a chance to get back on your feet, get back into a position where you are able to continue financially taking care of your family. You may not have the same opinions as I do on this, and that's okay. You don't have to have the same opinion. But from my background, from what I've experienced, that's why this one is so important to me. Because I've seen the negative ramifications that can occur when you don't plan for it. <clears throat> so that's, that's my idea behind that. Now, moving forward, um, we're going to be talking about food and water. Now, we all know that without food and water, we won't survive very long. Water more so than food, but both are important. And while, yes, it is good to buy canned goods and things like that, you know, you got your spam and you got your tuna and you got your, your ranch-style beans and your, your refried beans and you got you know, your dried rices and things like that. It, it's good to have all of these things. But the problem with it is eventually it runs out. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have a storage shed full of MREs floor to ceiling and another storage shed full of canned and dry goods floor to ceiling and another two or three 
floor to ceiling with water. I'd love to have that, but it's not very feasible to do. Now, there are some things you can do as far as the water goes, and I'm not super well versed in those things just yet. Um, I do know one thing you can do is just have large water tanks for storage. The issues you run into that, though, is bacteria can start to form, things getting into the water, so you got to be careful about how you set them up, where you put them, and so on and so forth. And then you also have to worry about that water eventually uh, running out as well, because it's not going to last forever. It doesn't matter how much you ration it or how much you have, eventually you are going to run out. So I don't have a whole lot of plans on how to sustainably collect water other than rain. But even then, that is still just you're at the hands of Mother Nature at that point. You have no actual control in that situation. So I'm not going to touch too much on that just because I don't feel confidently educated enough in water storage and and even water creation possibly I, I just don't feel like I know enough about it to speak confidently on that and give good ideas or advice rather on things you can be doing now to start building up your water stores that's going to be something that what I can recommend is you educate yourself as I am trying to right now you look in to what you can do in your area per county regulations, city regulations, what, whatever the laws in your area are currently, and you find a way to start storing and get yourself into a position where you are able to easily collect enough water to sustain, your to, to sustain yourself and your family. Now, the food, I can speak a little bit more on that. Um, so like I said, while it is good uh, to buy canned goods and dry goods and things like that, even MREs, it is also important to get involved in growing your own food, raising your own food, whether it be rabbits and chickens or cattle or a simple vegetable garden. It is important that you are able to sustain yourself without going to a grocery store. And I will be honest about this. I don't know a lot about that. I don't know a lot about raising a vegetable garden or raising animals. Uh, but I will say once me and my wife do get our home purchased, I do plan on setting up a hydroponic system and raising rabbits and growing our own food and so forth and learning the skills needed to be able to grow and raise enough food for me and my family. So if the grocery store runs out, we don't have to do without as and like I said, as far as water goes, um, it is important to have water storage and it's something I don't know a whole lot about, but I am able to identify the value of why it is so important and why it is important to find a way to be self-sufficient. Me, or in my opinion, being self-sufficient is the most important thing you can do because eventually all the food and water you bought will run out. And if you don't have a plan or a way to combat that, you just to put it bluntly, you're screwed. And I, I'm aware that that's kind of crude and it, it, it doesn't have much tact in the way I phrase that. Just bluntly, you're screwed. If you can't find a way to feed yourselves and or feed you and your family and you can't find a way to get water for you and your family, you're not going to survive. 
that's just the way it works. Um, but moving forward, medical supplies. So when I say medical supplies, I'm talking about bandages, rubbing alcohol, tobacco, and I'll get I'll get to why on that in a second. Drinking alcohol, um, things to make splints, painkillers, and anti-inflammatories, things like that. Basically, anything you can just get at the local store. Now, don't get me wrong; it'd be great if you could have an X-ray machine and an MRI machine, and you were trained to use those things, and you had a way to guarantee getting power to them, and it it would be amazing. But in most people, that's not cost effective. That's not an actual option for them. So in my opinion, it is important to build a stock of items like that and educate yourself on how to use those items and how they will benefit you and how they will benefit you and also what cons they have. You need to understand what the the negative repercussions of doing things with this instead of this are. And that's all free information that you can get from the internet and YouTube and so on and so forth. So I implore you to get yourself a good med kit set up, a, a good medical reserve set up, and get yourself some minor surgical equipment, even, you know, scalpels, the things you need to stitch people up, um, forceps or whatever clamps things like that so if you know for some reason the world falls apart and you're in a situation where oh no my buddy got shot or oh no i got shot well now you have what you need to effectively take care of that wound the odds of it happening are very slim But it is important to understand and recognize that there is a chance that it could. And it doesn't really cost you a whole lot extra to get a couple of little kits. Because you can get just kits online that will have two or three scalpels in them. That will have your needle in them that you need. That will have, you know, your clamps and spreaders and connectors and the doodans and the doohickeys and all of these things. You can get kits online for anywhere from 30 to 600 bucks depending on how elaborate and fancy you want to go with it well that may be an expensive purchase right off the zip at the same time if you ever need it one use will pay for itself so just keep that in mind now One other thing I I do think that is important to prepare for is how to treat basic illness, basic infections, colds, things like that, and not just grandma's remedy of ginger ale, okay? Don't get me wrong. I like ginger ale, but that ain't going to cut it, okay? You You need to figure out actual home remedies and things you could even grow, like herbal remedies for things like colds, the flu, basic infection, whatever you may see. Um, And I said drinking alcohol and tobacco. Now, that might seem a little oddball, but as I talked about in the Everyday Carry episode, tobacco, it is a stimulant, and stimulants release adrenaline. Adrenaline releases um, epinephrine and Basically, with tobacco, you are actually able to prevent shock. You're able to slow bleeding or stop bleeding 
and it's not going to work as good as, you know, an actual shot of epinephrine or adrenaline. It's not going to work as good as some of those things. But if it's what you have, it's what you're able to get. If it's what's easily available to you, then you got to know how to use it. You you got to you got to use what you can work with. I won't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it'll, it'll work great. Cause I don't know. I've never been in that situation and I damn sure don't want to have to test it on myself, but there's also something I do know about tobacco. Tobacco helps a lot with insect bites. It can take away the stinging, burning, itching, all of that very quickly. And drinking alcohol, this is for two reasons. Um, while it may sound crazy, I think that it is important to have a, a reserve of drinking alcohol in your med kit because it'll do two things. It will calm your nerves and it might get the person you're trying to cut open and rip a bullet out of to shut the hell up. Uh, and if it's a high enough proof and you don't have rubbing alcohol, you can use it to sterilize and disinfect. It's probably going to hurt a little more though. So just keep that in mind if you ever are in that situation. Now, this one's going to be interesting. Um, the, it, it's the one that until COVID, most people never thought about it. And that's toilet paper. But it's more than just toilet paper. It's toiletries, right? So me personally, when COVID hit, I didn't care that the grocery stores ran out of toilet paper and everything else because that was something I had been preparing for when the world ends nobody's going to be making butt wipe anymore nobody's going to be making tampons anymore if the world ever ends that is going to be gold that and alcohol tobacco that that'll be the new currency most likely or the most valuable form of currency because if that happens most likely most likely we'll have to go to a barter system so when that hit it didn't even phase us, but I, I know people that it really affected and it really hit them hard. Um, so just a quick little list of things, you know, toilet paper, toothpaste, toothbrush, mouthwash, razors, uh, tampons or pads, wet wipes, Q-tips, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, hand soap, hand and body scrubbers you know, things like that, things that we go to the grocery store at, you know, once a week, twice a week, twice a month, however often, and they're there. And if we don't need them, we don't go look at them. We don't think about them. And it never occurs to us that one time when we go to, to the grocery store or to the market or wherever you go, one time you may walk in there and it won't be. That never occurs to us because we're just so used to it being there. And I think that's one of the reasons why when COVID hit and those toiletries, those basic necessities for day-to-day -day life in our modern society, when they were gone, people lost their minds because it was such an upset that they, such an upset that they had no idea how to process, no idea how to cope, no idea how to handle it, or even what their next step should be to change it and fix it that nobody knew what to do and when that happens panic and panic ensues and people start doing stupid things like buying out four walmarts in one town of all their toilet paper and paper towels and then trying to sell that on ebay because i read a story of somebody doing that absolutely idiotic 
I am sure, though, we could probably put a hundred more things on that list and maybe more. You know, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was trying to think about something or something else to put on the list. Anyways, the, the point is, though, it doesn't matter how long you, you, your list of preps is. Always remember that this is stuff that you could wake up one day and not see in a grocery store for six months. Keep that in mind. And, okay, I don't want to get dramatic with this. The thing about this, let's say, let's say that, that the world collapses. Let's say that all social, all political, all economic structures just come falling to the ground, right? There's nothing but social or civil unrest or uncertainty and panic. And now you're in a position where you're struggling to survive every day. And all you have to look forward to at the end of that long, hard, desperate, difficult day is coming home and brushing your teeth and using a a wet wipe to rinse your body off to, to feel clean. Right now in our current mindsets and in our current society, that doesn't sound like much. But in that situation, that might be the only thing that keeps you from killing yourself. When you're in such a horrible situation, something that small makes all the difference. So don't forget about that. Don't, don't, don't ever think for a second that this is something that you're doing unnecessarily. There may come a time where those little things, those little toiletries, toothbrushes, all of that, those little things are the most important thing to your sanity when you're trying to just survive. And one more thing on this with soap, things like that, you can learn how to make that. That is, that is a skill that you can acquire and it's relatively easy to acquire. All the information is out there on the internet for free. It's not difficult to go find it. You just have to be willing to look for it. So I urge you to consider learning skills like that. Learning how to create creature comforts your creature comforts that we have now so that if the world does fall apart when you run out of what you've bought you have the ability to keep producing more so you have the ability to keep having those things that is going to be so important for something like morale and and i'll get to that in a minute because morale or things to keep morale up is important but that that's a little further down the list okay so um those three things are kind of the big three in my opinion i think they should go in that order and i think that you should worry about them most in that order Some people will say guns are more important because if you have a gun, you can hunt and protect yourself and so on. And yes, that is true. You also have to break down and understand that you will eventually run out of bullets and you will eventually run into someone who is better equipped, more well-armed and willing to pull the trigger or more willing to pull the trigger than you are. 
that is just inevitable. That is something that you will face in that situation. So while guns, I think, are important, uh, there's something a lot more important, and, and that that's going to be community. So there's so many problems that people will face if we get hit with something like COVID or something far worse, or even a zombie apocalypse, let's say. All these things will be horrible and drastically affect the way people view themselves and the world around them, which in turn will just bring the world into more turmoil. So what I propose to help you combat those horrible situations is find yourself a group of like-minded people. You don't have to agree that the world will end at any specific time or any specific way or that it will just... Or, or, or that it won't even. You just have to agree that it is important to have a plan and preparations in place if the world ever does get fucked sideways again, we'll say. If things ever fall apart and life as we know it comes to a screeching halt, y'all agree that it is important to have a plan and y'all build your preps together. Y'all become a support system for each other. And not only that, but there is strength in numbers, right? And the only way to survive struggle is with community. Look at how this country was founded. Our forefathers banded together to leave a tyrannical government and create their own country that was free, that banded together in moments of adversity, that was accepting, that was ever learning and always trying to grow and be better. And our forefathers banded together with that same idea, with that same notion, and fought. And then they built a community through the struggle. And even for all the flaws our country has today, we are one of the largest, one of the strongest, and one of the most diverse countries in the world. Now, I'm not going to say that we're perfect because we are far from it. But community is important. And because you're trying to build community, you also need to build a structure or a system that will allow you to keep morale up, allow you to motivate people to want to keep enduring that struggle together so that you can have something great on the other side of it once you finally come out of it. For me, one of the things that I like to get to prep for or to prep for for keeping morale up in in my group is movies and tv shows i get box sets of tv shows and i get movies and we have a few dvd players uh stashed away that will hook up to projectors and we have some stuff we can use for screens to set it up if not we can just put it on a big wall and and that's one thing that we all agree we should do if if that ever happens is a movie night once a week and um two nights a week you know we watch an episode of some series until we finish that series and then we move to the next one doing it that way it gives us three nights a week to keep people motivated and feeling some sense of normalcy uh and with what we currently have we can probably do three nights a week for right around 11 years i do believe one of the one of the guys in the group recently calculated that and figured it out and it was kind of ridiculous honestly i think he was saying we could probably do it for uh five nights a week for something like five or six years i I don't even remember it was it was insane honestly but that's one thing we do and then another thing we do is we also uh 
stockpile alcohol. Now, that's not just for morale, but you can't say that after a long day, it might be nice to be able to lay down and drink a glass of whiskey or a glass of vodka or something. We also get that as a bargaining tool, as a, as a barter piece. That's one of the reasons why we do it. We do the same thing with tobacco products as well, cigarettes and dip. We save those for because because when the world ends, people are still going to want their, their nicotine. And that's going to make those items very valuable. So those are just some things to really keep in mind whenever it comes to trying to keep morale up. Trying to be prepared for a barter system instead of the current economic system we have trying to understand that while it may never happen like do i think in my lifetime i will ever see the world fall apart and come to an end no can i promise it won't though no can i promise it won't happen in my kids lifetime no i have no way of knowing if it'll happen in my kids lifetime so it is my responsibility then to make sure my family is protected and taken care of. And I instill, I instill those ideas and those beliefs into my children so that they can carry on that legacy because preparedness is one of the most important things and one of the biggest things to save a person's life in moments of disaster. Being prepared makes the, it makes all the difference. Being prepared is the difference between life and death and, and, Every and and everything's gone. Everything has gone wrong. Shit has hit the fan. The world is fucked up. Scenario. Having a plan and being prepared is what saves lives. And I take that that responsibility very important. I'm somebody who firmly believes that you lead by example, not just by voice. So I am building my own community with people that have the have similar beliefs as I do. I am building up my own preparedness, prepared, preparedness, sorry, I get a little tongue tied uh, for me and my wife and my family. And I will probably continue to do that until the day I die, just because I understand the importance of it. Now, you may have different opinions. You may have different ideas. You may have... You, you may be on the extreme worst case scenario side of this, or you may be on the extreme, oh, that'll never happen side of this. And that's fine. You don't, you don't have to agree with my views. One thing I do implore you to do though, one thing I do strongly, strongly, strongly urge you to do is go back up to the, to the start of this video or I'm sorry, podcast, <laughs> started this video jesus i must be tired um go back to the start of this podcast or the start of this episode and listen to what i said about financial security again and make sure that you are at least in a financially secure place because sometimes that is all you need to actually make a difference in your well-being and and the way you survive and handle Things coming to a halt, things coming to an end. We never thought it would, but look at COVID. It happens. Look at any other civilization or society in the world. 
all of them have gone through turmoil. All of them have gone through things that it's like, holy hell, how do we get through this? How do we survive this? How, and now on the other side, they're like, okay, we need to have these plans. We need to have these things in, in place to make sure that if this ever happens again or something like this ever happens again, we don't experience the same loss as we experienced this time. If you cannot at least understand that that is a real threat, then you are honestly part of the problem. You are somebody who doesn't understand how the world works. And I really hope that you are able to learn and grow and work your way out of that mindset. But anyways, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, to everyone for tuning in today, make sure you follow and leave a review and share it with your friends or anyone you think would like the con or would like or enjoy the content I am putting out. And for all of you amazing patriots, I really do appreciate you sitting here and listening to me ramble on and on for about forty minutes. It it's really awesome that I'm actually able to to reach some people and connect with them. Um, if you have any questions or comments you want answered or want to hear answered on the show, or you have any suggestions on something you may want. Uh, me to cover in an episode please email us at squad talk podcast at 1776 squad.com we love getting feedback and interacting with all of you amazing patriots we really do me and my wife check that email daily we are also working on getting a lot of stuff ready for our um, weekly updates on the website and everything else we're figuring out how to get it all structured we're growing we're we're grinding we're building we're getting better every time and it's it's really awesome and we're really falling in love with this process so we really appreciate all of you guys for being here and allowing us the opportunity to do this um <clears throat> make sure you check out uh 1776squad.com and sign up for our email list to get all the, all of those updates on our platform development um, and please be patient. It's going to take us a little bit of time because it is definitely a learning curve. Um, also, you do remember that we do have some cool looking merch up on the store right now. So if you want to get yourself some uh, 1776 Squad merch or the Squad Talk podcast merch, please, please, please go over there and take a look at that and check it out. One of the things I really like the most is the, the stickers we have designed. It just has our logo on it. I think they're really clean. They're really cool looking. So, yeah. Um, and also remember, when you sign up for our email list, you get a free PDF copy of the, the U.S. Constitution. So go ahead and go get yourself one of those. It's worth having. <clears throat> um, next week's episode, uh, me and a good friend of mine, we're going to be tearing apart both sides of the, the debate behind firearms and constitutional carry versus license carry. and see if firearms really do make people safer. Uh, me and him are both pro 2A, so most likely our views will not be swayed the other way, but if we can find evidence that guns do more harm than good, then I personally, I will consider changing my opinion of firearms, but we will discuss that in the next episode. But thank you again so much, my fellow patriots. Stay safe, stay free. Y'all have a good one, and I will see y'all next time.